Welcome to Mom is Home with the Viva. Hey everybody! Welcome to Rome is home with Joe and Viva. Hi, Joe. We have two weeks down. Oh wait, two weeks down, two weeks left. It's getting close. Sorry, there was a spider on my leg. All good. The joys of living in a basement, right? <laughs> it's gone. It's funny because Teresa started um, freaking out about spiders, but we have at least three spiders in every corner of this house, and there's a lot of corners. So there's a lot of spiders. Country living, man. Yeah, so she just needs to get over her fear. Yeah, one time we were in the car and there was. It was literally just like a band of hair, just like a few strings of hair tied together, and she was losing. I'm like, "What's wrong?" I look, and she's like, "You know, she's saying spider, spider." Of course, I'm just like, "This is just hair." <laughs> but then she was freaked out by every hair like near her. I'm like, "Oh my!" It's true. She's gosh. scared of balls of hair too because of that. And my goodness, I lose a lot of hair, so she'll yeah, she can't stay scared forever. Or she'll like, she'll die of a heart attack. Interesting how like these fears develop. We don't. It's not like our habit to bring up spiders or anything to her, or oh no, or expose her. It's just this is just what she's afraid of. I don't know what it was. Maybe she got bit once, or who knows? But now she's got a little spook of them, right? So I mean, they're creepy. They're just creepy creatures. Yeah, I don't like them. I mean, I I'm guess, not scared of them, but if it's on my leg, <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't like them, right? So no, I don't. So this episode, at least the first half, we're gonna. Step things back, maybe take a little different direction. So really, Rome updates will take a pause. There's really no Rome updates for now. I mean, two weeks to go. I'm sure next week we'll have a little bit more. I mean, a small little update is I officially have the Medical Council of Canada freelance gig. They they took a bit of time to get back to me on the the criminal check and the education check, but it's all good. So, I mean, they'll eventually collect me with more at work, assuming it's going to be later because right now it's still summer. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway... Any little bit helps. So that's, yeah, so that's right. You have, and well, you also got this other. Did you mention the transcriber? No, I didn't. Okay, so that's a small little gig. I mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, I I applied for a transcriber job, and I mean that's very easy. It's just listening to uh, French recordings and uh, putting them into writing, and uh, and I'm really good at writing French. If I don't have to come up with creative. Text or whatever, yeah, yeah, Yeah. stories or anything. So um, I got that job, but the the caveat is that they say it's only for uh, for Canadian residents. I don't know why it would make a difference because they say that they would um, hire us as a as independent contractors. So I don't know why that would make a difference. I asked them the question. I'm looking for a reply. So it, it might not work, but that would be a very very easy gig. Yeah, and ideally, I mean. We, so it looks like you have potentially three jobs. Still no work. Still no work. So it's in some ways I was thinking, okay, that's enough. But I mean, until these people actually start spitting out something, it's you have you know three jobs, no income yet. So that's joys right. of freelance, I guess. Right for anyone listening who wants to do freelance, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just a life. You need like twenty jobs and in I order mean, to kind of keep keep a little bit of money coming in, right? For sure. And and I'm not actively looking either because I still have babies at home. There's I can work maybe 2-3 hours a day max. 
So it's not ideal right now per se. So I am happy that there's no work right now. I'm just hoping that the work will pick up eventually. Right, right. All yeah. in due time. All we due shall time. see. Okay. So that's it. That's that was the only update. That was the only update. So we're going to just spend a little time maybe unraveling ourselves a little bit more. Um, we kind of do that, kind of don't do that. We kind of shared tidbits here and there. And I think we did it more early on in our right. podcast and gave like, here's some data about us. But we'll do a little bit more of that. And just to kind of give you a sense of who we are, you know, our taste. I don't know. Some people, I, and I think the challenge of me, again, maybe we'll even start off with me based on sort of my temperament, uh, my Myers-Briggs. Now, folks, we're going to talk about a little bit Myers-Briggs, temperaments, blah, you know, all these things. You uh, almost said I, almost, I, I, I stopped because it was, I'm like, nope, it's not a thing. It's your trademark, Joey. You just it'll have be to my, it'll be my roll trademark. with it. It'll be my trademark. <laughs> yes. So back back to temperaments and all that and my don't hold on to these things religious we kind of mention it casually as hey these are interesting things to know um we don't live by it religiously per se but they are pretty interesting in the insights that you can maybe grasp and see about yourself you know so for example um even just this idea about sharing stuff about oneself i generally don't do that i mean i think that might be a bit of a, a challenge for depending on who I'm dealing let's say the more sanguine phlegmatic folks who are very people focused for me like I personally enjoy just talking about I mean I love talking about the faith and stuff but for me it's like I'm interested in, in specific things I'm very less interested in talking about myself I don't really find that I'm not not that I'm not interesting I just don't find that topic interesting to discuss about it's like but why do you need to know or why are you interested in knowing let's talk about something but you will talk about stuff if people ask you questions. I will always Let's talk. Let's say we're at a dinner party and they yeah. say, oh, well, tell yeah, me I, about your family, Joey. Well, I will always, yeah, I will always do that. Like I, But it won't be when I'm thinking of asking, like, I, the thing is, I do ask people because, you know, where are they from and stuff. I think over time, it just, even with maybe how I am with, with my family, it tends to be like that. I forget to kind of give updates about myself, right? So in, right. in some ways... The podcast is good for us, for me in particular, like that, because I can like very focusedly, this is what's happening, yes. because I tend to kind of forget these things. My mind's kind of in the sky thinking about things, and sometimes I, I well, lose sight about that. So There is that, but also you're a very private person. That is true. You Even opening up to me is something that is hard for you sometimes. It takes you a lot of thinking and a lot of, uh, about, let's say, deep, like a deep theological um, theory you've been thinking about. Well... It takes you time to get to the point where you can actually explain it to me, right? You won't just start talking and babbling about it without having no. thought about it very thoroughly. No, that's right. And I guess depending on who I'm chatting with and, if, you know, I mean, we've we've had maybe like a little bumps with this. Like generally when I speak about things that are important to me, I what I like, it, it's usually very important to me. And I took in the time to think through and really want to make sure that my point is conveyed. I generally not, I'm not hurt by it, but I guess I if if I notice that when I'm speaking to someone and I see that they're absolutely not interested in what I'm saying or their mind is wandering or I see that their eyes are following something else, I'm very attentive to kind of these little signs. I generally won't speak up about that thing at that moment. I might not be interested in kind of speaking directly with that person about those things for a while because I'm like, you know what? Maybe they're not interested and that's fine because a lot of my topics aren't interesting, like, are like very interesting for particular people. But I kind of will... You know, I won't like rush in and tell you, hey, here's my grand little theory. Mm-hmm. I have to kind of find those people who will take the time. And we you know my wife does that. I know it's not as easy, um, mm-hmm. but she does do that. And yeah, so that's that is a little bit. But again, I don't want to make this sound like I hold grudges or I won't. I do. It just for some reason just takes time. And when I do, 
know, I, I guess I like the attention people, like the, the care the person gives them to hear me out. And I do my best to also very listen attentively. And I've had to work on that as well. Like, you know, takes on to no one, right? You got to listen well too, if you want people to listen to you. Right. So, so folks, if Joe talks to you about something very deep is something very thought through, then that's a compliment to you because it means that he appreciates your intellectual side and he appreciates the time that you give him. So it's these are all good signs. So you can watch out for that. Actually, that's a good way to phrase it. Yes. Good. Now, what about you? How are you with with these types of things? Ah, I don't know. Well, just share something. What's your temperament? What are you? So I am a phlegmatic melancholic. So mostly phlegmatic, a little mostly. bit of melancholic, a little bit of sanguine tucked in there that comes out when I visit my family. And Joe thinks I'm so annoying. <laughs> no, I don't think you're annoying. I think you're lovely. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. Very, it's. Uh, I, I always enjoy seeing, yeah, one thing that these temperament stuff or Myers-Briggs, any of these things really sort of fail to take into account is how you are with different people because it can vary drastically. It's huge. Yes. How you can, you, for example, like you're saying, very much more sanguine uh, with your family. You know them. You're comfortable. And I'm sure that's everyone. But yes. for some reason in those moments, that's when this type of personality really shines. And I know that in Rome, you'll be very melancholic for a while, but with your family... My goodness, you are one hundred percent choleric. Yeah, that just that's right. That that so the stronger, the less dominant one can kind of come in every now and then when it needs to be. So. Right, but I am mostly phlegmatic. That means that I'm a more let's say gentle person. I hate conflicts. I you're diplomatic. I am very diplomatic. I don't crave. Uh, I'm an introvert, so I don't crave crazy social stuff. Although I do like a few close people because I have that little bit of extrovertedness that just, and, and that's funny because that ties into my Myers-Briggs, which is ISFJ. Right. I'm an INTJ. FYI. INTJ. Uh-huh. The, the super smart one, the architect. Supposedly, yes. Yes. I am an ISFJ, the defender. And they say that, yeah, we are introverts, but we are weirdly social for introverts, which that, that is totally true yeah, for me. Work, it works. Yeah, yeah. It, it does work. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm an oddball. I'm. I am. I am a weird mix of everything. I. I find myself very comfortable with melancholics because I am a little bit like that. I am a lot. I mean, I'm very much truth focused because of that. But I'm also people focused because of my phlegmatic nature. So you don't I just get, don't like clerics. You don't like clerics. Those, <laughs> no, those pushy. they're scary. I like them. They're just scary. I. I totally become a little ball of fear when whenever they. Interact with me. <laughs> yes, yes. Your little, your little phlegm heart is just. It's it's too much to handle. Yeah. So, what else to say about me? Let's see. Music. What do you like to listen to? Music. Ooh. Okay. Joe always makes fun of me whenever we play my music in the car. He says, "You only have three types of music." Country. So number one is country. I used to love country a lot. I've calmed down a little bit because. I like the sound of the newer pop country, but I don't like the lyrics. I don't care for them. They're very shallow, like trucks and beer and whiskey and boots and rolling in the hay yeah, in very the country. Country-appropriate like, yeah, lyrics like that. Even right? some of them are slightly sketchy. It's like about sleeping around. And I just don't care for the lyrics. What I love about country is the, the occasional song that has very deep, meaningful lyrics, talk about religion, talk about family. And these songs exist. So these are the ones that I like. Right. Or older country, though I don't care for the sound as much, but I do love the lyrics and the stories. I love when they tell me a story. 
So that's something interesting about you and I. Oh yeah, especially you. Well, I'll talk about myself. But music-wise, I love when people tell me a story, so I don't have to overthink it. I don't like to think. If I don't have to think, then it's relaxed. It's relaxation for me. If I have to think, then it's work, and I can do it, but it won't be relaxed. For right, me. right. Yeah, I guess, and yeah. So count. I mean, so that's. You love other music. You love like classical oh, yeah. French and stuff, but like, I like country. Pop. I would yeah. say country sort of is like your thing. Like I right. think maybe you're you've you've changed a lot. I mean, you like a lot of my music now. So I mean, like I'm very pretty, eclectic. I like everything. Yeah, to be er, honest. yeah. Honestly, yeah. That that's right. I mean, for me, so my music generally. I mean, again, I like lots of music. I went through lots of phases in life. You know, whatever. But I think right now the stuff I personally like is like house music. You know, dance, electronic music. I am very partial to I, I I don't know if it's a legit genre, but French house. So this is Daft Punk, Justice, uh, Le Night Club, Le Night Club, <laughs> Phoenix. You know all these all these all these. I just love the bass. I love the beat, and I love the the idea. As Genevieve was saying, for me, there's for the most part, there's no lyrics. If there's lyrics, it's more instrumental. It's not. There's no real use for the lyrics aside from like uh, an audio sample. But I love the idea of it just being kind of this clean landscape for your imagination, and you just go nuts. Oh, you can tire you, oh. and it has the and again weirdly, I I love the energy. It just gets you going. You listen to some of that music and just boom, boom, boom. You know, you're ready to work. You're ready to run. You're ready to do things. To be fair, I wouldn't listen to country if I had to clean the house. I would listen to your music. Country is if I'm in the car and I have nothing else to do. I'll put on country. They're gonna tell me a nice story. I just love that. Did we? Did we talk about our, like honeymoon? So we went to the Cook Islands. I'm not sure if we mentioned that. Probably did a long time ago. Maybe not. I don't I know. know. So we, yeah. we went to the Cook Islands. So if you're curious where the Cook Islands are, that's that's uh, where is that? That is east northeast of New Zealand. Yes. So about what four hours? I think three hours and change from there. So we're in the middle of the Pacific, basically, for our honeymoon there. What was your experience with Cook? When we okay, so we we flew the morning after our wedding. Oh, that was yeah. So we went to bed at like three a.m. after the wedding party. We woke up early to go to mass, and, and we then f- we flew. So and it was a it's a long flight, y'all. I don't remember how long, but it was at least fifteen hours, maybe more. It was more because it was fifteen hours, I think, from L.A. or something. Uh, it's true. Yeah, it's so, true. So but we, we had flew to, get, to L.A. We had to get to L.A. Uh, and yeah and then 15 hours or maybe more i don't remember and then we got there and it was cloudy and okay cook is not we chose cook because it's not extremely touristy it's not extremely overrun by american corporate Corporate. capital capital how do you say that capitalist pigs no, I'm in oh. capital, cap, capitalism. <laughs> capitalism, but, capitalism, but also, yeah. also too... It's I more w- raw, right? I was just weirdly... Always as a kid, I wanted to go to Cook. So anyways, it was a little bit of like a childhood thing to go see what was there. Right. I don't know. So we picked it because it was raw. But when we got there, it was cloudy. It looked... I don't want to say sketchy because it sounds very like <laughs> uh, white it, privilege. Like, it was, it was, sketchy. It was, out it was of just your too different zone, and yeah. out of my comfort zone. And I am very attached to my comfort zone. It's cozy. It is, yeah. So the the first, Joe's like, how do you like it? How do you like it? And I was like, oh, I don't like it. And you were so mad. You weren't mad. It was just mad. a, a was bit like, of like friction, I guess, because of that. We went all this way. But hey, we were learning. We're newlyweds. So we're learning like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Now, it got, it was far more awesome as the week. It became like our own little comfortable little place. We had a scooter. Yeah. Drove around the island. You, you don't could- have to wear a helmet. It was so freeing. And you can get around the island in literally uh, an hour, hour, 50 kilometers per hour. So, folks, this is a pretty small island. And that was awesome. It was so great. We found a few gems, restaurants. Or a little, like, French bakery. We went for breakfast. And that other place on the north side. 
Cafe Salsa. Cafe Salsa. If you're ever there. So shout out to Cafe Salsa. The best bread with some like orange marmalade. I don't know. I love that bread. I think it was apricot marmalade. Apricot. And their their bacon was so thick and delicious. Anyways, the food was delicious. It It was empty. The beaches were empty. White sand, beautiful beaches, coral reef. Yeah, no one was there. No one was there. It was all ours, which is very different from Maui, which we loved as well. Maui was, I, I, Maui I loved was, this as as much, but it was crowded. Maui was fun for snorkeling. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so we went to Maui too as well with some friends. So I've been to Maui and Kauai. You've just been to Maui. I uh, loved it. Maui is beautiful. Beautiful, but I yeah, I really hate the idea. Sort of the the southern part, Wailea. Maybe pronouncing wrong. Wailea. Wailea. Anyways, like the the whole coast there is just hotels that you can't you can't even go to the beach. I really didn't like that. Kind of turned me off a little bit. Whereas Cook, like for the most part, anywhere along the island, except one or two small spots you couldn't go to, the beaches were all yours. There's no resorts. Uh, it's just not allowed by the families because the land still belongs to the the people there. The, yeah. the people there. That's right. And they lend it. They, you can't. You can't even buy land there. They they what they rented to you for maybe like, like ten years right. period, but it's never yours. So they control the developments there, and it's beautiful. It's raw. If you have the chance to go there, it's not, it's not even that expensive. The flight might be expensive, but just but the once hotels, you get there, every, we had a, we had a little house for ourselves by the sea. Yeah, I think it was something like one hundred twenty cad per night. Like this is it's a nice a little house. house. It's a, yeah, two t- bedrooms. We could have a, like two, two families bedrooms, there. Kitchen. It was great. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. Uh, parenting style. Let's just talk about how we parent. I don't know, just right. to unravel that a little bit. We are overwhelmed parents. <laughs> overwhelmed. What does that mean? It just just means that we're we we strive on schedule. That's and better. if kids don't fit in that schedule very well because they're toddlers or babies or then we just feel overwhelmed and we're on survival mode. And oh, let's talk about when Monica was born. We we talked about when Teresa was born a lot. I think she was very crazy. She was a very hard baby to deal with. Yeah, and again, I think it just to like so even before we kind of unwrap, like so I overwhelmed in a sense that we'd like to schedule because it sounds like we're just like losing our heads, but not we're not really like we like we like a <laughs> tight not. ship, That's and at the same time too. But we will make choices like okay, do we go on this? crazy ride with our screaming girls to go see this um i don't know what it would be like a little farm where you can pet deer for like 10 minutes um <laughs> we would never do such a thing because we would kind of sit there and wait like do we want to suffer through that or do we want to just stay at home and maybe just hang we tend to maybe more do that although we're right. trying to maybe like let's not limit our you know we well we're bringing them to rome right? we are doing yeah. that so we're kind of making up for all those years by right. one big <laughs> one big dose that's right but uh yeah, I guess when you were mentioning Monica. Yeah, so when Monica was born, I was terrified. I was terrified that it would be double the work. And it really wasn't. And people say that, and it is true. It is not double the work. It is different. It is harder in some aspects, but it is it is different. And honestly, as Teresa became older, and having a little sibling, I think made Teresa mature faster. I think so. Yeah, and she she just she kept company to his sister. It, it it was, it was just overall easier. And have to be honest, we did have some help. I have to give a shout out to my little sister Sarajan. Oh, oh yes. she's not that little anymore. She's she's a tween now. She's what thirteen? Time flies, eh? Yeah. Geez. Maybe fourteen. No, I think she's only thirteen. Well, it was a year and change ago, when we were living in Delhi for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. So when. 
when Monica was born, two weeks after my sister was getting married, so we actually drove the seven hours with Monica. Oh, yeah, two that weeks was crazy. Old. Yeah. But it was fine. It was fine because I had energy. I was not uh, depressed like I was with Teresa. It was fine, right? And then when we came back, we brought Sarajan with us, and she stayed for a whole month. Yeah, she's awesome. Like, that's... Oh, Talk about, like, support. I mean, right. Oh, she and, stayed with us. She was taking care of Teresa. And Teresa was not... Teresa was not pleasant to her, but Sarajan just, pleasant. like, dealt with her well. I she's mean, tough. Sarajan is tough like that. No, she's good. No, she she's good. she won't get phased by Teresa screaming at her. She won't get phased. I don't know. She, one of the stupid thing is that she was eating everything. Like, even, like, I made, like, a very... Because I was on a special diet, and if you remember, I was off uh, eggs, gluten, dairy. So I made those really gross <laughs> what was it like white bean and peanut butter muffin thingy oh it was so uh, gross. i don't remember that and probably for a good reason yeah i don't think you wanted to taste it uh, <laughs> and sarajan she she just she just took it in it's like you know what i can keep on eating if you want i'm like you don't have to do yeah. it she she was and she was really helpful she was waking up early to watch Teresa. she was taking Teresa outside even though Teresa was screaming yeah We'll have to we'll have to find a way to get her to Rome somehow. Maybe we'll oh, see. Oh, for sure. We'll see how for sure. the Lord will. Well, if the parents will allow, but we'll see. Don't worry, Sarah. We'll find a way. Don't worry. Last but last thing, one random point about yourself. So for me, back in like high school, there was a point in my life where I wanted to be a cook. Almost became a cook. I love baking and stuff like that. Weirdly, so you're a I, great you're a great pastry chef. But now, yeah, now I became an engineer, and now I'm studying theology, going to philosophy. Geneviève, something. Yeah, well, I I, I'll, I'll go down the same path. I wanted to be, uh, first I wanted to be a sister, a religious sister, yeah. slash singer. So I wanted to be both. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a nurse and I wanted to be a journalist. And now I'm a translator and translator a mom. Translator slash mom. Awesome job. Now listen to the melody. Maybe it come from me. I think it's plain to see. Some people say that the great. This morning we went to confession, and it's something that we try to do every month. Yeah, that's our. We do um just for folks. I mean, we do what uh, a month. We we do a daily examination. I recommend that to everyone because honestly, I forget things like two days right. after. Write it down. And you'll be you'll be you'll be ready to go for confession when you're ready. So yeah, you just go through your your little through. booklet, and then you know exactly what to confess. Summarize it, and where you go. But yeah, once a month, you know that's what we try and do at least. Right. And this morning, I confessed a bunch of stuff. I'm not gonna bore you with it. But one thing that I, I always can share it. No, I'm just <laughs> one thing that I always confess, and it's the probably the one of the biggest things that I struggle with is laziness. Right. So I confess some stuff, and you know, every day I struggle with laziness. And uh, this this Polish priest, um, he's a young priest too, Father Father Wojciech. Correct. Yeah. He's yeah, he's somewhat younger, and usually younger priests are tend to be very solid. And um, he told me something that, of course, I knew, but it was said in such a different way. It really made me think a lot. He said, "You know, when you sit down and you do nothing, you don't occupy your mind with something good." Then you just give the devil a playground, and he can. Well, yeah, you can just go nuts with whatever he wants, right? You've left him, you've left him so many things to get. You know what is it? Um, uh, idle hands are the devil's work, or something. Something. I, I forget. I, I'm probably messed up the quote, but that's that's exactly the analogy. Yeah. Right, and he says if you look at all your other sins, 
they probably stemmed from laziness and it is so true oh my goodness so he said always make sure that you occupy your mind with something good and he says don't it doesn't mean that you have to work all the time but just doing something good thinking about something good and that way you'll make sure that it'll it'll help you do more good right all right and it's interesting you mentioned that like the other that's a good point from even from last week's chat on uh, the daughters, or maybe a few chats before. I can't, no, that was a few chats before on the daughters of certain sins. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the same thing in that you, I, I, I mean, from my experience and, and just observing, really, you do see that one or two particular sins that we kind of cling to regularly confess usually affect a lot of the other sins in altogether. And sometimes mm-hmm. you you might, let's. I'm not saying in your particular case, the delaysness at times, well, I get... You know, more angry when it's me- like my, my girls when they make a mess. Like it's it's all well if you weren't lazy. Like what, like there there is this interconnecting thing, and it's very important to see that theme. It's actually nice when a priest or someone mentions that to you because we we get kind of in this cruise control even with sins. Like well, I just keep on saying, well, hold on a second. This is affecting. Think about it. This yeah. is affecting all all your day to day sort of spiritual activity and stuff like that. And you're falling constantly into the same trap, but it's kind of until you kind of click and recognize that. And it's probably grace driven too. Um, you, you, you kind of are just kind of a deer in the headlights and still kind of on cruise control, doing the same things you're doing every single day. And you're not getting any more holier, any more virtuous and any more, you know, closer to God, right? Which is the goal. And what he told me about occupying my mind with something good, it, it just reminded me of um, something St. Therese said. So I'll, I'll quote it in English. Um, Miss no single opportunity of making some small sacrifice, hereby smiling, hereby a sp- smiling look, thereby a kindly word, always doing the smallest right and doing it all for love. And it's this idea that everything that you do, it needs you need to do it right and with love. And I fall into that a lot where I'll do things. Uh, I'll, I'll just do something very poorly out of spite. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I'll do it. Mm, there you go. Like, that, that's not good, right? Even if you're doing something that is good in itself, if you're not doing it out of love, if you're not doing it as well as you can, as you can, as you can, then you're failing in some way. Right. And the key word there too, it's, it's, it, I think there's another quote later on from St. Therese and the same thing. There's like our work and anything we do, especially done with charity. I'm sure many saints have said this for Christ has probably said that done with love. This is this is what's meritorious for us. I mean, all of us can sort of do the, the day to day grind. Um, but if we're doing it, this is something I'm very mindful of for myself and a very important thing, I think, for everyone. If you do things and you complain, you know, complaining is a very right away it's kind of like every if you're complaining about most of your tasks that you do you've basically given up any sort of good merit that you could have done if you bore that well oh, you know yeah. but how often do we fall into kind of complaining about our boss our coworkers we sit in discussions where all we do is complain about people and realizing that this isn't this isn't what we're called to do okay and in some ways that's kind of tied into Exactly what saying. We just all these things have to be done out of love. And when you start doing that, you don't complain about the big things. You don't complain more important about the little things too. And it's all done. It's all meritorious. I know some people, you know, depending on which Christian you are, don't want to hear I say that. I don't care. All your good works have to be done with love. Okay. And right. that that's 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 the stuff that that's that's where saints are forged in, right? Especially the little things, as you mentioned, right? That's that's the hard oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's big. Oh, I'm going to Rome, doing it out of love. 
changing or cleaning up a diaper or something or dealing with a frustrated toddler has to also be I mean, isn't that in scripture, you know, those who do the small things well, you know, Christ says in the parable, then they'll give you more responsibility well later on, right? Doing oh, well yeah. with what you've been given, you will be given more mm-hmm. later on. Same thing and, goes for us. Man. And and it goes back to the parable of building your house on sand. If you're just building your great schemes and your great actions of love on a bunch of actions that are done very poorly then there's no foundation to your to your no, great love no this is, and, and this is a learning curve i mean we're, we're oh we're not we're, we suck at it like we're not experts or anything i think that's what saints say too so i think we're on the right ballpark with that i mean that, <laughs> Stop all, that. All, so all, humble all, so all, humble <laughs> yeah, see okay i just ruined all my merit with that but <laughs> <You> totally did <laughs> no though but it's yeah i this is just stuff we i don't know it's just we're, we're the only reason we share these things again for people is just even for yourselves i mean as we become mindful of these things i think it's often good for you to hear or for other just to kind of hear someone else saying hey you know this is i'm seeing this in my life i want to overcome this or, or laziness and we're hoping that again just sharing that maybe perhaps that might move or inspire folks in a sense we're not we're not spiritual masters here, you know, we're, we're striving for holiness our own way. But I think it's also important for people to share that with others, and I think that's what we try and do. I mean, yes. for anyone who might be struggling with laziness, you're like, yeah, this is me to a T. Well, are you filling yourself with good things? Are you, are you filling it with unnecessary bad things? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you filling your mind with? Is it good, holy things? Is it, you know, is it poor reading, poor TV, poor music? Hey, that's stuff you got to look out for. Right, we gotta do this a bit by bit every day, and this evil is happens every single day. Yes. So you gotta fight. It's a constant fight every day. You know that's you know sufficient for each day is its own evil, as Christ teaches us. Okay, Matthew six. All right, guys, like us on Facebook, give us money on Patreon, uh, Patreon dot com slash Roma's Home, and keep on listening. We love you guys. Take care. God bless everyone. God bless. Yeah.